one thing I should mention is that although Druva, <laughs> although Druva works for Persona and Curtis, <laughs> this is not an official Persona and Curtis podcast. You could restore it all. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. This is your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And I have with me, all the way from Santa Clara, California, Prasanna Maliandi. Hi, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm okay. Uh, the, you know, by the way, we're recording this on the 16th day of April. We are in the middle of the coronavirus a lockdown, whatever you want to call it, uh, stay at home. Shelter in place. Shelter in place. Yeah, we have. That means um, I'm definitely spending some quality time with my granddaughter out in the garden. Hi. Hi, Lily. I heard you were helping Papa with the garden out back yesterday. Yeah. What did you plant? We planted cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers, and what was that? Padron peppers. Oh, Padron peppers. And what's your favorite of all of that? What's the one you like the best? Japanese cucumbers. Japanese cucumber? Nice. Are you going to water it every day and make sure they're growing? Yeah. <laughs> we put out new sprinklers. Ooh, nice. We're trying green beans and snap peas for the first time this year. We'll see how that goes. Kale. We're going to do watermelon. And then I have an army of padrone pepper plants. Or for listeners who probably have no idea what that is, why don't you go ahead and explain? Because I never heard about it before either. Yeah, so padrone peppers is a very common tapas order. Like, So if you're familiar with tapas, which is a Spanish style of eating with lots of small plates, what it is is uh, uh, think of a think of a uh, something that looks like a shriveled small jalapeno, <laughs> but, it, but it doesn't have the spice at you're all. Not, of you're jalapeno. not selling me on this. I got to tell yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah, well, um so they're just a small little green pepper and what you do is you grill them with uh olive oil and then uh you know, just sort of grill it on a like a skillet or something or and then you sprinkle it with sea salt and that it's a very simple, very tasty, not usually spicy dish. The, the what I've been told is that one out of 10 of them are supposed to be kind of spicy. I've never had one that I consider spicy, but you know my taste buds are dead, according to my wife. But uh, it's just it's a it is a very healthy uh, snack. But the, the the pepper the plants are not very big, the peppers are not very big, and so you need a lot of them, you know, on any given moment to have you know a meal of these. I started some from seed this year, and then I also found a bunch in um, at one of all of the various. Places that I went, I, I found one that had them and I bought every one that they had. So I have 16 sort of teenage plants and then I have 16 baby plants or the ones that I started from seed. So I'll have like 36 plants doing Padron peppers. Do you do you have any kind of garden set up in your house? Normally we don't. We have a small backyard. So this year, though, we decided to give it a shot. So we have a tomato, which is doing OK most of the time. My wife and I, we don't have green thumbs, so anything we plant dies. Uh -huh. So this year we decided to try tomatoes. We have 
bell peppers and also a cayenne pepper plant. And we tried strawberries and we had a couple that started growing. But then I looked today and they're gone. I think it was an animal took off with it. It was starting to, it like had its berries and it was like getting red and all the rest. And now it's gone and I'm sad. Did it like the whole plant was gone or just it ate the leaves off of it? No, just the fruit. Oh, I have a question, Lily. If I was going to use WebEx, Zoom, or Google Hangouts, which one do you think I should try? I don't know. Pick one. Dude, the fate of the world is resting on you. You were, you were really good at picking between NDMP and Snapshot, so come on. We need your advice here. Pick one. Zoom? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> All right, I'm glad you could resolve these problems. Yes, thank Lily. Thank you for sending your expertise to our uh, <laughs> Thank you, Lily. Say, say goodbye to everybody. Bye. <laughs> oh, so cute. Thank you, sweetie. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we, we've established that both of us have our uh, victory gardens. That's what they were called, you know, back in the day. I don't know if Did I you, mine you know is victory called... gardens. No, I I don't know about victory gardens. Victory gardens were started during World War II when uh, basically the the nation asked the country to make their own gardens. They called them victory gardens. Basically, we need you to grow your own food. There's not enough food to go around because of the war, mm-hmm. and so they they estimated that like thirty percent of the country's food supply was being provided by home gardens at that time. Yeah. I so. think I would be starving to death. If that was <laughs> it case. sounds like it would <laughs> just, just with my like four plants that are out here and there's only so many lemons and oranges you could eat. I'd be good. That all good true. to go on vitamin C though. Yeah. You'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. You won't get, you won't get scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I should mention is that although Druva, <laughs> Although Druva works for Persona and Curtis, <laughs> this is not an official Persona and Curtis podcast. Although Persona and I do both work for Druva, and we're on this particular episode, we're probably going to mention Druva more than we normally would do so. This is not a Druva podcast, and the opinions that you hear are our own. This is an IT related, but definitely coronavirus related episode. And that is all of the various services. I, I thought we'd talk about specifically things that are IT related, services that are available uh, free for you know during coronavirus um, and the, the lockdown and all of this stuff because it, you know different companies wanting to do what they can to help out. And it's very interesting as well. Like everyone is pivoting towards, or not pivoting, but focusing on the remote workforce. Right. right. And what right. it takes to continue with the either the collaboration or the security aspects. I know a lot of companies, what was I reading today that ah, Xfinity, my local cable and provider. Beyond. Yes. <laughs> Xfinity said that they're now like giving laptops to their call centers. So their call centers are 90 percent operational from where it was before the coronavirus lockdown. Interesting. And they're like, yeah, we're making sure we provide laptops because usually in some of these um, organizations and uh, functional areas, it's not common for you to take a laptop home and be able to work from home, right? It's really you go to a place, you're sitting there, you're working. And so things need to be rethought in terms of, okay, how do I get access to equipment? How do I get access to the network? How do I continue doing the things I used to do and still staying productive? Yeah, and a call center is a perfect example of what typically wouldn't be done from home because, you know, you want to leverage that expensive hardware, possibly 24 by 7, 
right? Um, and so you you want to share a laptop among th maybe three different support reps, right? Yep. Um, but now they're saying, hey, we have no choice. Um, so yeah, so we, we talked about Zoom, WebEx, and Google Hangouts. I know that all three of those services are offering various levels of free during what's going on um, that you can, you know, like I know in case of Zoom, do, do you know what the what the yeah. limits are on Zoom? So Zoom, it's if you're doing a group meeting, it's 40 minutes, which I think they had before, but they're uh -huh. also having like unlimited one-on-one -on -one time, right? So it won't automatically drop you if you're having a one-on-one -on -one okay. meeting with someone. Um, I think you can have an unlimited number of meetings as well that you can actually create and things like that or set right. up and run. So I know that they're trying to sort of allow more people to be using the service and not have to worry about, hey, I'm about to hit a cap. Why should I be paying for that? Especially because there's no other choice right now. Right, right. Yeah, I, I know that I know that um, they talked about internet service providers have like removed caps around the world uh, or, you know, to, to, because they know that people are going to be using the internet a lot more <laughs> than, uh, than they normally would from home. Uh, I wanted sort of interesting. It's not really it related, but one of the interesting thing I saw on, on the show, the show, as they make quotes in the air, some good news. Have you, have you seen this show? This is the one with John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. Have you seen any of it? Yeah, I haven't seen any. I've seen little clips and pieces here and there. Gotcha. Yeah, it it's a really good show. I I would highly recommend anybody if if you haven't seen it. Um, it's which just... you also talked about in the last podcast, by the way. Oh, did I? Well, yes. well, uh, what I liked. Did I talk about the AT and T thing? You did not talk about AT and T. I think last time okay. we talked about the Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. So um, the the interesting thing there was that um, he said that AT and T is offering free service for three months for first responders, right, and healthcare healthcare workers, um, which it was kind of cool. It's not really related to what we're talking about, but I wanted to talk about uh, IT related but, stuff. Oh, oh, sorry. Before Go we ahead. jump there, I think it is. I think it's kind of heartwarming though, seeing all these companies step up. Right mm -hmm. in this sort of time to be like, hey, we need to help those people who are either putting their lives at risk or trying to just keep things going. Be it the healthcare workers, the people who are working in um, grocery stores or keeping restaurants and food establishments open, whatever it is, right? Right. And so it's that's sorry, I'll get off my soapbox, but I just thought it's important no. to say thank you to those folks. Soapbox is good. Thank you. Thank you to all those people that are doing the things that are at this point risky to do, but they need to be done. The um, So I know, so t looking at the IT world, one interesting thing there, the, the storage plant folks at uh, Infinidat, they're offering sort of surge, they're calling it temporary swing capacity free of charge for 30 days. So they're saying that customers are, are experiencing, uh, you know, a spike in usage. And so they're saying that they're, they're offering that free of charge. That's one very storage related. Another company that's offering something, another storage company. So Cumulo is making its uh, cloud file system software available at no charge to researchers that are working to minimize the spread and impact of COVID-19. So there's that. A similar offer is, uh, I know that there that AWS has advertised $20 million in free cloud credits for similar companies, companies that are making, you know, 
to coronavirus researchers. So they're calling it the AWS Diagnostic Development Initiative (DDI). So, if you're interested in you know credits, if you're doing co- co- coronavirus COVID nineteen research, uh, you can apply uh, there. That would be kind of cool. With AWS, I thought there was also something around making data sets available for folks. Data sets that are necessary for coronavirus research. Yes. I wasn't familiar with that offer. That sounds good. In our neck of the woods, there are also data protection companies that are offering free stuff, one of which, of course, is us. What are we offering, Curtis? For six months, we are offering free endpoint data protection and Office 365 data protection. So um, there are a lot of companies that that have a surge in their laptop use, and they're suddenly concerned that you know, data is being created and there's um, risk of, um, you know, all sorts of things that can happen out on those laptops. And so we said, hey, you know, for six months, uh, it's, it, it is limited. It's, it's, it's custom, you know, customers that are new to that platform and only up to 300 seats. But there, there is that offer. Uh, Commvault Metallic also has a similar offer. It looks like they're also doing endpoint backup and uh, SaaS-based backup. They're uh, doing that as well. And let's see, no further details on the on their offer, but it sounds like it's a similar offer to ours where it's endpoint and yeah. uh, protecting the SaaS. The, which, which makes sense given, like you said, the number of people who are working remotely, who they now need to start being concerned about. Right. Uh, Haiku, which is spelled H-Y-C-U, which is a product that, has historically specialized in backing up AHV. They are offering unlimited backup to its Italian customers. So that's that's an interesting... Um, oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Uh, I would read the page to you, but it's in Italian. Italian? <laughs> <laughs> so some companies uh, like LucidLink have offered uh, reduced prices, right? So like Unitrends has a, you know, a reduced price, you know, 50% off the the typical uh, cloud pricing. And LucidLink, it looks like they've cut their capacity fee in half uh, during this time. Can you think of any other? It'll be interesting, though, if this, we can imagine that this may go on for a little longer um, because it's unknown what's going to happen and when vaccines will be available and when all the rest, right? So leaving that aside, it'll be interesting to see if this becomes a new norm, right? Remote workforce and or not even just remote workforce, but the adoption of SaaS applications, that this was kind of a tipping point, if you will. Someone knows when this is all going to end. Do you know who knows? The shadow knows. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was for our really old people. You don't even know about The Shadow, do you? No. Wait, the is shadow, that a movie? The Shadow was a... Well, yeah, but no. Uh, the Shadow was a very popular radio serial which, for the record, is older than me. Um, that's that predates me. Hey. But, so, the, but no, it's an interesting question about the new normal. So, this, you know, what's going on, I think, has has forced a, a number of things. It's forced uh, work from home. I have spoken to someone else who works in what we would call end user IT. Right? They they happen to work at a bank, and th- they had already been pushing to do some work, to enable some work from home. And their boss was an old school person that said, 
you know, no, it's, you know, I don't think people should be taking vacation. It's like, but it's not a vacation. It's <laughs> working from home and we just want to do it one day a week or two days a week or whatever. And he was against the idea until coronavirus hit and suddenly everyone had to work from home. And he, he, as a boss is amazed at the productivity, productivity. of his staff as yep. they work from home. And so I think that one thing that will happen is I don't, I don't think the whole world's going to go to work from home, but I think the idea of working from home has now been tested to its ultimate capacity. Yeah. And I think that some companies will start to say, hey, why don't we do it one day a week, two days a week? And maybe if you even liked it, let's just say you are, you, you go back to your company and you're like, you are Curtis. Yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I was thinking that you're not me. I was thinking more like you're an introvert and you never really liked going into the office. And suddenly you found like your perfect work environment. You were just never given the ability to do that. And it turns out you're actually much more productive in that environment. I think that you will find companies now being more open to that. And, right? and I think one of the other things as well around this is before, I don't think you necessarily had all these collaboration tools that were as great or very useful, even going back like five or seven years ago, right? And now I think two years that the, ago even. <laughs> yeah, or that yeah. is true. Even two years yeah. ago, right? But now yeah. you have so many tools, so many options that, and we were and we were forced to try all of them, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that there are some companies which are a hundred percent remote, right? There are no buildings, right? There is right. no central headquarters. Everyone mm -hmm. is just a remote worker, and they before used to seem like the rebels, right? <laughs> the company yeah. without yeah. any location, but now. Just looking at this, right? Everyone is now working from home remotely. It just seems like, hey, maybe they had something going for them. And amazingly, it works, right? And I know, for example, like just me and my um, personal work life, we uh, have enabled, we have started using this idea of using Zoom meetings with to create a live stream, which then we feed over to LinkedIn Live. So we were, uh, and there was a tool that went in the middle there. The tool's called Wowza, and it's another SaaS service. Yay, <laughs> yay SaaS. And it, it, it made that glue between it. And so th that's another example of a collaboration tool or another tool that didn't exist just a few years ago. And, and I think a lot of companies like us, I was forced to find a tool that could do what we needed it to do. And I think there's a lot of companies that are forced to find these collaboration tools and try them you know, fire them in anger the first time, right? The, the, really the first time we used um, the one <laughs> LinkedIn live is, is an interesting platform. And the one thing that's frustrating about it is that there's no demo mode. If you turn on a LinkedIn live stream, you're going live on your <laughs> production company's webpage. And we have 45,000 followers on our LinkedIn page. And so the first time we used that thing in full, we were uh, testing it, <laughs> we were firing yes. in anger to our production LinkedIn live page, which was <laughs> something I just got to tell you. And so I think, I, I, I think that's what you're saying, right? Is that there's yeah. a lot of people. Or, or I know that, that we've even talked about this in the past, right? But just even look at what we're using to record this podcast, right? Zencaster. We brought it up in yeah. past episodes, but the fact that it's a SaaS tool that allows us to stay 400 miles apart and yet still record as if we're in the same room. And right? feel, and feel as if we're right next to each other. You're too close, Holding Curtis. 
<laughs> step step back. By the way, what was that? Uh, you talked about this crisp with a yeah, K. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's crisp with a K, which is another application which kind of does noise canceling. So if you're on calls, if you're on other things, and there's background noise, it'll actually cancel out the noise, so you can be more productive with the other people like i know sometimes you're on a call and there's like a kid crying in the background or whatever and people on the other side are like i can't quite understand the point you're trying to make and so they've actually developed an app that kind of does noise canceling i I never heard of this and and they have a covid they have a yep like free version uh, for covid19 right yeah so i think they offer 120 minutes of noise canceling now and it's free for like healthcare workers for the record, I would have blown through those 120 minutes this morning before 10 a.m. <laughs> so I would definitely need the, the they, they also said they have dropped uh, plans. I can think of, uh, you know, I really I want to pass this on to uh, my my good friend, Jesse, in our public relations department. Jesse is working from home with two little girls and they are sometimes climbing all over him and singing frozen in the background. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how he gets anything done. It, it is incredibly adorable, yeah. but uh, sometimes very, very noisy. I wonder if maybe this app is going to be, you know, the secret weapon for Jesse. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, how everyone's been talking about Zoom virtual backgrounds, right? It's kind of like that, except right. for audio. <laughs> so we were talking about sort of changes for the future. Do you think... You know, one of the things that I've been frustrated with in my career has been the lack of attention to data protection for things like endpoints and SaaS uh, apps, right? I find myself arguing whether this is a good idea or not a good idea, and it, it just kills me, right, that... You've been talking about it for so long and no one listened, and now... And now suddenly, right, I, I know we, we, you know, with our free offer, we've had, I think, close to 100 companies that have, you know, signed up so far to get this because suddenly they realize, holy cow, our, you know, important data is being created on laptops that aren't even inside the building, right? What about SaaS apps and SaaS apps in the cloud? Do you think that this is driving cloud adoption at all? Do you think this is driving like people moving to an Amazon or moving some of their workloads to Amazon or Azure or Google Cloud? It'll probably be different workloads that they're slowly looking to move, especially during this time. I know, for instance, there would be companies who will say, hey, I should really rethink if I can't have someone on site to manage my machines, what should I be looking at? Is it really better for me to run my application in the cloud as, say, an EC2 instance that I've lifted and shifted to, rather than me trying to have someone going and replacing a hard disk on a storage array that's failed or rebooting a server that no longer is functioning. Right. Well, I know this. I've spoken to some folks over at some of the, um, you know, the IAAS vendors, Mm -hmm. and they are telling me that they have had a massive spike in demand. And so... I think part of that is things like Zoom that run their infrastructure on cloud providers and automatically scale. I think part of that, part of it is that, like (laughs) that's the way our product works. Yep. So we've had a spike in demand because of the, the, the increased laptop stuff. And so that, and our stuff automatically scales in the background. So that creates a spike in demand for AWS because that's where our infrastructure runs. So I think some of it is that, and I think some of it is people They've been, they've had some cloud 
they've wanted to go to the cloud for a while. And then suddenly this is being a catalyst because somebody on high is saying, you know what? Wow, we just found out that that things can happen that can keep us away from our data center for six months. So why don't we, even if it's just a a demo thing, even if it's just a dev thing, you know, let's try it out. Let's let's try this cloud thing out and see what that's like. Because we don't know if this will be the last thing that'll happen like this for sure. And I don't think, like you said, it's not going to be the last thing that happens. And I think this just sort of forces the point of go take a look at the cloud options, go take a look at other options out there beyond what you're doing today to see if there really are alternatives. Because it's better to be prepared and see what's out there before you actually need it. Yes. And and, and again, I'll, I'll be a cautionary tale. We talked about doing the LinkedIn Live thing. And when we we basically can't, we, we had talked about it before because we were going to do it for World Backup Day, which is March 31st. And we talked about it in advance. And I just remember saying, I don't, we were going to do it in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. And I just remember saying, that's not going to happen because I think by March 31st, we're all going to be sheltering in place. And it turns out I was right. But I remember thinking at the time, I wonder if I should look into alternatives to see if it's possible to do this remotely. <laughs> and I remember not doing it at the time and then instead having to do it relatively at the last minute once we decided. So that's kind of what you're saying. Even if you're not going to use the cloud today, use this as an opportunity to examine what you could do tomorrow so that the next time something like this happens, you as a company will be more prepared and you won't be caught off guard with having to manage all this hardware and whatnot that you can't see anymore. Imagine being a company that still relies on uh, backup tapes. Wow. And, you know, and Iron Mountain trucks. Yep. So, what you know, your choice, you have two choices. One is ignore your R, your RPOs and just say, until the coronavirus thing is over, we're not going to swap any tapes. That would be bad. And then the second would be, you have to tell your... Someone to go uh, on site. Someone <laughs> to go in there and swap. Basically, please go in there just, you know, just to swap tapes and do a job that will... You know, you're going to have to touch a bunch of stuff and you're going to have to see people and, you know, please risk your life, essentially. Yeah, maybe you should for, ask for hazard pay. For our backup tapes. Yes, ask for, yeah, good luck, good luck <laughs> with that. So any final thoughts on IT and coronavirus? And I would actually say if people have found tools or offers that they think would be useful to other folks, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or Gmail. And let us know what you found that other people might find interesting as well. So at WC Preston on Twitter, Gmail, I'm WCurtisPreston at gmail.com. And I'm at P. Maliandi at Twitter. And how do you spell P. Maliandi? P. Maliandi. <laughs> M-A-L-A-Y-A-N-D-I. Close. What did I do? What did I mess up? M-A-L-A-I-Y-A-N-D-I. I think that's what I said. I think let's play, let's play the tape back, Your Honor. M-A-L-A-Y-A-N-D-I. We played the tape back and I was wrong. <laughs> All right. So just just a note for our regular listeners. You know, we did do a bunch of episodes that were just about coronavirus and had zero to do with IT. Uh, we're going to start phasing back in IT-related stuff. 
This is our, our, you know, our first one where it's IT slash coronavirus related. So this is sort of a bridge episode. And then uh, after this, we'll start having some more just straight IT and storage and backup and DR related uh, episodes, which were actually recorded before this all happened. So you'll start to see that starting uh, probably next week. And uh, with that, I'm going to say, say bye, Persona. Bye, Persona. Uh, Say bye, Lily. Bye. So adorable. She came back in just at the right time. She is pretty cute. And I will say thank you to all our listeners and make sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spade. Finally, I needed your backup. You had chance to fix it instead it's all jacked up see how i'll write on facebook about you don't underestimate the things that i will do there was a file but i deleted it too bad your backup system isn't worth the space It'll be completely done. Maybe-